Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Here's your host, Kyle Charter. Like it had in the last several games, Purdue found a way versus Nebraska, outlasting the Cornhuskers on Saturday for a 43-37 victory. The Boilermakers' fourth consecutive win, Nemesis, Wisconsin, awaits. That's ahead today on Gold and Black Radio. Kyle Charters with Tom Deanhart. Tom, the Boilermakers did it again. They're not doing anybody any favors in terms of the heart rate uh, on these Saturdays. Uh, but but Purdue did uh, get a six-point victory. Uh, they did so by keeping the offense on the field at the end of the game. And, and boy, was it a thriller. And now Purdue, again, has put itself in position for a huge game at Wisconsin this Saturday. Yeah, you're right, boy. Yeah, if you have a weak heart, you shouldn't be a Boilermaker fan. Um, a, lot, a lot of cliffhangers. I was thinking, Kyle, Purdue's won five of its last six games. And the only loss, of course, is that one in Syracuse when they scored with seven seconds to go. So sometimes I still play the would or should have, could have, or what if cards in my head too often. But nonetheless, Purdue's playing well, obviously. Four wins in a row, first time since 2018. And Kyle, not to get off on a tangent, but the last time Purdue won five in a row, any idea? Uh, to start 2007. the 2007 season, yeah. There you go. Start the 2007 season. So, yeah, they got a lot of mojo going to Wisconsin, and we all know the sordid recent history of this series, you know, 15 losses in a row. That dark day in October of 2004 when this skid began, uh, <laughs> the Orton fumble and, and uh, the demise of Purdue football followed that. So a chance to exercise some demons for Purdue and also get bowl eligible. And, Kyle, man, we all know this, if you're ever going to beat Wisconsin – Boy, this looks like a, a great opportunity for the Boilermakers to do so. Yeah, certainly does. Let's break that down here uh, in just a moment. Also, look back at that victory against uh, Nebraska. We'll do that here in just a second on Gold and Black Radio. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-587-3185 to talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals, that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energizing attendant staff is here for you. East End Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. 
All right, Tom, uh, the Boilermakers and the Badgers on Saturday. You're right about uh, Wisconsin. If you're, if you're going to end the streak, uh, perhaps this is the year for multiple reasons. You've got a team that is playing well for consecutive victories. It has found ways here recently to be on the right side of the ledger in close games. And a Wisconsin team that is going through some things, to say the least. Coaching change, bad loss. I guess what I would, I would consider a bad loss um, – at least to a Michigan State team that doesn't look uh, very good. And Wisconsin had some opportunities to win that game. Uh, still, Purdue will go in as a two, two-and-a-half-point underdog up there to Madison, although maybe if you're a Purdue, that's not all that bad place to be. No, I actually thought maybe Wisconsin would be favored by a few more points, but you're right, it opened up about two, two-and-a-half. Uh, the Badgers giving those points. And, yeah, Jim Leonard, of course, has taken over for Paul Crist. One of the most surprising moves of this season was, again, the dismissal of Paul Crist by the Badger administration. This is Jim Leonard's audition, opened with a win against Moribund Northwestern. And like you said, Kyle, that was a bad loss in East Lansing uh, to the Spartans, a team that's really been struggling this year. So, you know, there's, there's got to be some doubt creeping in. Um, that was when, that was again, the they thought they were going to win. Here comes Purdue, so there's a lot of pressure on the Badgers to – to beat the Boilermakers. And you're right, not a vintage Badger team. Still has that big running back, though, right, Braylon Allen? I mean, producing some good backs this year, Kyle. Braylon Allen's as good as any of them. He ran for over 100 last year versus the Boilers as a true freshman. So another challenge for a Purdue defense that is still yet to allow a 100-yard rusher this year. But, Kyle, you know, for all the positives, the offense was able to exhibit Saturday night. The one negative that had everybody buzzing in the post game was just that pass defense and the continual breakdowns with, run, with receivers running wide open, running free in the secondary for long games, just exasperating. And can you get a fix, Kyle? It's, it's, it's hard to fix something like that in the middle of the season. But obviously everybody's got on film, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the boys do to patch up that, that, that pass defense. Yeah, I mean, maybe the – Maybe the maybe the way it gets fixed is that I'm not sure that in the last five games of the season here that that anybody can sort of zing it around or take advantage of that. Now I think there are good quarterbacks and you know Graham Mertz maybe has played well at times, though has struggled at other times. I'm just not sure there's somebody out there that's going to have the same combination of offensive skill uh, that yeah. Nebraska has. Let's uh, let's start with the offense. I mean the offense for Purdue against Nebraska for the first time really. Man, wouldn't you say all season really felt like it was probably uh, clicking as well as it has been. And really for the second time in three games, Purdue has had balance. Devin Mockaby mm-hmm. has really brought uh, brought more balance to, A, the play calling from Jeff Brom, uh, but B, also just the output from the Boilermakers. And I think that has been a, a positive development here over the last few weeks for sure. Yeah, boy, with defense is daring to Purdue to run the football, playing that what too high safety look, wanting to, to limit or cut off the deep passes. You know, Purdue's taking them up on it, right, and, and taking advantage of and actually produced in the ground game. You know, the continuing evolution of Devin Mockaby is one of the, the more, <laughs> most interesting and fun stories in recent Purdue history, I think. The redshirt freshman walk-on continues to wow. I mean, he, he, there's something about him, Kyle, there doesn't seem to be any one remarkable physical trait about him, but I tell you what, he just produces. It's just uncanny. His vision, his cutting ability, 
Uh, he's not ultra fast, but he can find holes. And he seems like he's always going forward, doesn't it? He only had one negative rushing yard on Saturday night, if you can believe it. So that's a good illustration of that. He can catch the ball, too. So, boy, if you got balance in this offense, we all know how deadly it can be. And they've got balance right now. They have, defenses have to respect Mockaby. And you're right. I agree, Kyle. Saturday night, that was as good as the offense looked all year. I think we all can assume Aiden O'Connell is fully healthy now. And Jeff Brom had some effusive praise for him in the post game. Some of those tight windows, Kyle, he was thrown into in the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. And um, when he's on the mark like that, Charlie Jones is humming. This, this is a very good offense, Kyle. Over 100 plays, and I think a school record, 38 first downs. The 100 plays is just incredible. And that first downs number is, is just wild to me. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Uh, speaking of Mockaby, the thing that I – that, that strikes me about his running style is that his his hips are always square north and south. You know what I mean? I mean it's like he's yep. always going forward. Like even if his you know even if his shoulders are turned or he's trying to squeeze through, it's like his hips are always forward. <laughs> and it just it it, it uh, it's an interesting running style and uh, has made him very effective. I mean he's been. He's been really good. Just imagine when he gets a little bit, you know, more physical and more size. I mean, man, yeah. he will be uh, able to quite the player back there. It's been a good combination for Aiden O'Connell, who, you know, appears to be healthy now again. Some of the passes that he threw were A-plus passes. And you do not hear, I think you wrote this, maybe you wrote this or Brian wrote it, you, you don't hear uh, Jeff Brom really, I mean, you hear him praise his players, but maybe not to the level uh, of which, especially at the quarterback position, he pra- praised Aiden O'Connell after that game. Uh, I, I think it was pretty evident that that the head coach liked what he got out of his six-year senior quarterback. Yeah, you're right. Not not a guy uh, known for his hyperbole, if you will, right? And he called it elite, I think, is how he described Aiden's play, especially late. So uh, I don't know many quarterbacks that can throw as well as him in America. I'd like to see him. So what a weapon for Purdue. Um, you know, on the offense, you still worry about the line. I do, Kyle, if you're a Purdue fan. Um, only six linemen have played the last two weeks. I thought maybe they'd try to work in a, a guy like a Josh Kaltenberg or a Nalen Fox or a Jared Byzinski for five or ten snaps just to get, get them on the field, you know. Uh, not that these games have allowed for any big blowouts where you could run guys out there, but still. Uh, I'd like some of those guys to get some reps because, you know, it's probably only a matter of time before somebody goes down. But so far, so good. The line's held up, done very well. And um, we're always talking about the number two complimentary receiver for Charlie Jones, right? Maybe T.J. Sheffield's becoming that somebody who can uh, really be the yin to Jones-Yang. And uh, we saw Abdul Rahman Yassin back on the field for the first time then the stretch this year. And and Kyle (laughs) – how about Andrew Sowinski? This is becoming a walk-on university, isn't it? You got Andrew Sowinski, you got Devin Mockaby, you got Aiden O'Connell, you got Ben Furtney, you know, Charlie Jones was a walk-on in Iowa. I mean, it's, it's, it's uncanny the number of walk-ons who are contributing significantly to this program. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, it, it says a couple of different things, I think. Uh, you know, it, it says <laughs> says maybe you should – should be able to get scholarship guys at some positions. But I think bigger than that, it says that you're able to go find find some guys who maybe are being overlooked. I think it's a, more of a credit 
in that direction. Uh, you mentioned the defense early. What do you do here to uh, to solve what's going on with the deep ball? I mean, that was just – not only were guys open, they were wide open down the field. You felt like Nebraska mm-hmm. should just, you know, go four vertical every single play and just chuck it deep and hope that you either catch it or get a penalty because it, it was not a good look for Purdue's defense. It was exasperating. It was embarrassing. Um, it was maddening. It's unbelievable is what it was. Obviously, Mark Whipple, the Nebraska OC, saw something that he could exploit. And you got you to credit talent level of Nebraska, too. Casey Thompson is a pretty good quarterback. Texas transfer. And Trey Palmer, the guy that was running wild, began his career at LSU. So some pretty good players there. And, and this isn't the first team that's taken advantage and, and let it rip and, and has success downfield against Purdue. But this was some of the most glaring success any foe has had so far. I think it was some elite talent man, from, from a Trey Palmer perspective. Remember that, obviously, Chris Jefferson didn't play. Now, I'm not saying he's an All-American safety or D-back, but there's no doubt I think his presence would have helped. Um, played a lot of football. He's a guy that's usually pretty assignment sound as well. So I think that may have been part of, of the issues back there. Kyle, I'm not sure. Nobody's sure when he's going to be back. So we even saw Antonio Stevens getting snaps at safety. Saw more Bryce Hampton. So next man up type of a thing. And uh, it's hard to replace a veteran like Jefferson. So, yeah, if you're Purdue, um, I don't know. I guess you just have to drill drill them harder in practice. But I think, like you said, Kyle, more than anything, Purdue's probably not going to face many more offenses that are capable of chucking it like that. Uh, the rest of the year. But still, even if you're not caught, if you're an opponent, aren't you going to take your chances still, <laughs> knowing what you're going against? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. <laughs> there's there's enough on tape there to feel like you can throw the ball down the field. Uh, so Wisconsin, the bye, right? And then Iowa. Was the bye before or after mm-hmm. Iowa? I don't know. The bye is somewhere in there. Some, uh, And then uh, Illinois here over the next three weeks. If, if Purdue can – negotiate those three weeks, man, it would be setting pretty good come Northwestern and Indiana those last two weeks of the season to have an opportunity at the Big Ten West title. Yeah, I think these um, these next two games, Kyle, yeah, obviously at Wisconsin, then you're off last week of October, a much-needed off week for Purdue. And then November 5th, you jump back into action at home against Iowa. We all know the success Brahms had against Iowa, we all know the issues Iowa's having. <clears throat> and then that would set up your November 12th trip, beautiful Champaign-Urbana. And could be a Titanic game, Kyle. Maybe ESPN yeah. game, they'll be there. <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway, it could be a Titanic game that really decides who's going to be the front runner down the stretch to win the Big Ten West. So still a lot, of, a lot of track to cover before we get to November 12th in Illinois. And, again, um, you still like me, like Purdue's chances, or like you said, and uh, it, it's sitting right there for the take, and they're tied at the top of the Big Ten right now with this one Big Ten loss each. They're both in the driver's seat. So uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun times for fans right now as, as they get toward Halloween and in November. The Titanic game as Purdue will try to sink Brett Bielema. Uh, that coming up in a few <laughs> weeks. Uh, thank, th- thank you, Tom. We'll, uh, we'll get to Brian Uber here, talk a little bit of hoops here in just a second. Thanks, sir. Take care, buddy. All right, uh, let's do that. We'll uh, take a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk some uh, basketball with Brian. We'll do that coming up next. You're listening to Golden Black Radio. 
At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where we go to discuss and bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Gold and Black. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code Gold and Black. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. Looking to start a new holiday tradition? Thanksgiving officially marks the start of Sand Valley Pursuits season. Spend quality time indulging in a chef-driven menu complete with craft cocktails and homemade pie. To reserve your experience today, call 866 866- Nine seven six one zero six nine, or visit sandvalleypursuits.com. Welcome to Golden Black Radio as we take a look at this week in Purdue Athletics. Basketball season basically here. The games will start, of course, in a couple of few weeks. Media days is past. And uh, the Boilermakers will get set to go. Brian Newbert uh, will join us. Kyle Charters here. Uh, Brian, one thing that stuck out to me, maybe the biggest thing, was Matt Painter's praise of uh, the young freshman, Braden Smith. Um, man, he he praised him a lot. Uh, and, and for a guy that we haven't yet seen uh, in, a, in a Purdue uniform on game day, but it seems like Painter likes him. And uh, it, it seems like, you know, He's going to get a shot, certainly early, to play a whole lot of minutes at the point guard position. Yeah, ever since he uh, – I don't want to say ever since he got to Purdue because he missed the summer recovering from foot surgery, but ever since he he basically started practicing for real, um, you know, Purdue's kind of had this quiet sort of – I don't want to say cockiness about it that, you know, they really yeah. kind of stole one here. You know, I, I think they even – maybe felt that way a little bit before he even got to Purdue um, because I think they thought they found something that people just overlooked or undervalued or whatever that would really help them. And, uh, you know, the practices I've been to, all the conversations I've had with people who've been at practice every single day uh, has been, you know, all of that to a whole different level. I mean, I, I've been out there a couple times, and he just kind of jumps off the map at you. Now, that said, he still has no experience, and there's going to be a pretty acute learning curve here for him. But um, I think that, 
you know, Purdue's biggest question personnel-wise is a much uh, softer question now than it looked like it was going to be back in July when Purdue was basically flailing for a for a portal point yeah. guard and, you know, wound up signing David Jenkins, who might be a good player but isn't a, really a point guard. Um, so, uh, you know, he's kind of – I think he's got a lot of stuff going for him that's going to make him a – kind of a fan favorite, but also make him a painter favorite because he has a, he has a really high basketball IQ. He has a real competitive streak to him. He's got a lot of, you know, quote unquote substance to his game and kind of all of that stuff. I think he, he kind of lives to make other people better. I think, I don't think there's a lot of ego there for a really confident sort of kid. I, I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a huge ego there. And I, I, yeah. I think people are going to really like him. Now, that being said, expecting him to come in and, and be, you know, Aaron Kraft or Peyton Pritchard or, you know, uh, Chucky Hepburn, that's that's still a big ask. But I, I think he's going to be a really good player for Purdue. And Purdue thinks he's going to be a really good player for Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, that's my question a little bit is asking him to do those things might be or be those things might be a little, uh, little bit of a big ask. But what does – what does Purdue need out of him? What are they going to be asking him to do that he can do maybe from day one? Well, I think, you know, uh, the most important thing this year, maybe across the board for Purdue, is its decision-making on offense. They've got to take care of the basketball. They just have to do They just have to do things, you know, soundly. And, you know, if they were just a little more sound last year, you know, the the gap between what they did and what they could have done, you know, wasn't all that big. Um, so I, I think for Braden Smith, it's about his his decision making, taking care of the basketball, making the right reads, getting the ball where it needs to go, but then also just giving good effort. You know, um, uh, you know, trying hard on defense. I don't think that will be an issue uh, at all. But yeah. I think that uh, you know, for him, uh, it's about being just kind of that. Uh, solid presence at point guard uh, more than anything. He's going to have to shoot when people let dare him to shoot. You know, I, I think he's naturally wired as a player to want to distribute the ball first and foremost and make other people better, you know, kind of things like that. But he's going to have to take his opportunities when they're there because, uh, you know, Purdue is going to have to make the other team guard everyone on the floor. And, you know, I, I, just, I think the same thing's going to apply to Ethan Morton a little bit. Um, but, uh, so that take care of the ball, make good decisions, make sure, make sure Zach Eady's getting the ball, you know, kind of stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that, uh, he's, I I don't think any of that stuff's going to be a problem. I think if, if there are any landmines here, they might be over aggressiveness sometimes because that's just kind of how he's, how he's wired. But I think you just need him to be solid right away. Um, you know, Purdue's talking about him like he's he's going to be a standout right away. He might be, but I think easing into it is 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 always the best play when you're a young guy with the ball in your hands. And I think uh, it starts with just him making good good decisions. Yeah. Did you have any other big takeaways from your trip up to the uh, Twin Cities? No, not really. really um, it was it was well. Big Ten Media Day shouldn't be in Minnesota. But that's not <laughs> exactly not the hottest take. Not but um, yeah, 
No. Um, outside of that, you know, we cover so much during the off season now that when we get to the preseason that it's it's so much of what would be headline news I, I was writing about in like April. So uh, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that to pat myself on the back here. I'm just saying that's kind of the reality of it. It's kind of a 12 month deal, and I'm not, I'm not sure what really new is coming out. I, I think they really like Fletcher's lawyer too. You know, he he always every time he talks about Braden Smith, he makes sure to lump. Fuck, Fletcher Lawyer in there too because I think a lot of the same stuff applies to Fletcher Lawyer that applies to Braden Smith that he he just kind of has basketball savvy beyond his years he's got a confidence about him that I think is going to be uh, between the two of those guys I think um, confidence in young guards can be infectious just like uncertainty can be infectious in, in the other way um, I think Purdue really likes its ability to shoot the basketball even though Really, none of these guys are, are, are proven doing it other than maybe Mason Gillis in terms of the role that they're going to be shooting those threes in this year. Uh, and I think Fletcher Lawyer is a big part of that. So I think a lot of what I just said about Braden Smith also applies to Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah. And that Columbus Dispatch poll, which has sort of become the, the go-to poll for the, the preseason, Indiana was an overwhelming favorite in the Big Ten. Do you see it that way as well? Uh, you know, it's just it's so hard to know nowadays when everybody's breaking in transfers and things like that. Indiana does have the most assets coming back. They bring back their whole team. Um, you know, thank you NIL. I think that that's that's kind of that's kind of the Big Ten's new continuity. You know, it used to be where in the Big Ten, it was the same guys from freshman to senior year. You know, um, back each year, so you knew what you were dealing with. Now, I think NIL is kind of making it a little bit of the same way. So where, I mean, obviously the Jaden Ivies are going pro. Obviously the Johnny Davises and Keegan Murray's are going pro when they're top 10 picks. But those guys who, you know, are borderline draftable guys who, you know, might not be first rounders, the Trace Jackson Davises can since, you know, next year this might apply to Zach Eady for all we know. Those guys have reason, you know, to come back now because they're being – they're being paid for their time, so to speak. So I, I think that, that that I think this Indiana team comes along at, at the right time in that regard. You know, getting Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson back, I think, is a big deal. Um, they played pretty well, I thought, late in the season. When you look at how they played against Iowa in the Big Ten tournament, kind of things like that, I thought Trace Jackson Davis took a step toward being a winning Big Ten player. You know, really for the I don't know if he he was that for his first two and a half years at Indiana. Um, but I do think it's a wide, I mean, while I guess I agree with them being the default pick because of everything they have back, it is, I think it's as open a league as, as right. there's ever been. Um, and I know that's something everybody says in the preseason that the league is wide open this year, but I don't know if it's always true this year. I think it's true. I, I think there's, I think the top five are, you know, borderline interchangeable in that regard. I think it could be anybody. Um, yeah, you know, um, so yeah. I think that while I think Indiana and Illinois were the top two, I think I put Illinois up there for some reason, um, in my poll, I can't remember. Um, I could have gone with Indiana. I could have gone with Illinois. I could have gone with Michigan because I think Michigan's got the best player, but, um, yeah. I think it could be anybody. Thanks, Brian. All right, that'll do it for the podcast. For 
this week. Of course, others will drop through the week. We'll do the pregame for uh, Purdue's trip up to Wisconsin mid-morning on Friday as well. If you like the podcast, be sure to give us five stars. Leave us a comment as well. Subscribe via your favorite podcast app. All right, that'll do it for this one. Thanks to our sponsors, as always, for Tom Deanhart and Brian Newbert and Kyle Chargers. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.